Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies from pulling the wool on us. Facing and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and do their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Remember the days when Amazon was just an online bookstore? <laughs> That's obviously uh, quite a while ago, and things have changed. Uh, obviously, now it sells, well, basically anything and everything, and has become a major ebook player as well. And as we've noted in the past, it's now dominating the home automation, home assistance space with its Alexa device. But to me, perhaps no business that Amazon is in is quite as interesting as its cloud computing platform, better known as Amazon Web Services. Uh, as you probably know, if you're listening to this, a few years ago, or a while ago at this point, Amazon realized that it had figured out how to reliably run a massive number of servers and further realized that it could rent out space and computing power and more on that system. It became not only a huge part of Amazon's business, but now powers a decent chunk of, of the, the web. And that became quite clear just last week when a big part of AWS, part of the S3 cloud storage uh, system, had, uh, well, a bit of a fit and basically stopped working. Technically, it was just one region for S3, which on the east coast of the US that went out, but the impact was really widespread and now Amazon has admitted that it basically went down because of a typo. Somebody was trying to do some maintenance and screwed up the whole thing. Now even we felt it at TechTurt despite not actually using S3 directly. Uh, unfortunately some of the services that we do use relied on S3 and that includes this podcast <laughs> which is hosted at SoundCloud which apparently as we've discovered uh, uses S3. So if you were wondering why last week's podcast came out uh, a little bit late uh, you can blame Amazon and whoever made a typo <laughs> for that. Uh, we also discovered that little other things that we had embedded on our site, uh, including some Twitter embeds and some images and some other stuff relied on S3. And so our site for a brief time was running slow until we had to go in and kill off a bunch of things uh, that seemed to be hanging on the site. Now the massive S3 hiccup has a bunch of people now raising questions again about the general fragility of the internet. <laughs> Part of the founding myth of the internet, or at least the ARPANET that became the internet, was that it was this distributed network that was designed to survive a nuclear attack which might take out part of the system, but the rest of the system should remain functioning. And yet here we are, and one company system takes a bit of a nap, and like half the internet suddenly doesn't work. And yes, the impact was was pretty broad. Uh, there are different reports out there of how, how widely it, it hit sites, but uh, one of the things I saw was that 54 of the top 100 internet retailers relied on S3 and had trouble um, last week. And amusingly though, Amazon was not among those. Its own store uh, isn't technically on S3, which is kind of 
uh, ironic. Um, but its dashboard for S3 was, and so it, Amazon actually had trouble updating its own dashboard. Uh, and of course, the problems went beyond just retail sites. Lots of other services, including services that plenty of uh, other companies rely on to to actually function, ran into trouble as well. So that included things like GitHub and Slack and Twilio, um, and apparently even Nest, which is owned by Google, which has its own platform, uh, actually ran into trouble and was uh, didn't wasn't functioning properly for for some period of time thanks to its own reliance on S3. So that outage is again sort of raising these questions about whether or not there's there are dangerous choke points on the internet, and you know has this amazing decentralized system that we all know and love become too centralized again and then the question is what should be done about that if, uh, if that's the case and is there anything that can be done about that so here to discuss this we have our usual co-host Dennis Yang and back after a long absence uh, Hirsch Reddy uh, welcome back Hirsch <laughs> and, Thanks, guys. Uh, so let's start with the, the first question which is were either of you guys actually impacted by the downtime I already explained what happened with TechDirt where we were even though we don't use S3 directly we still had some problems but yeah uh, I mean we you, you know I, I have a startup and we were directly affected by so the, you use the, s3 we use s3 we use we use we're, we are big customers of the whole kind of amazon stack mm-hmm. um you know and as as a startup we're about you know 10 months old we rely upon amazon to be able to kind of grow quickly and provision like servers servers and services that allow us to to like basically build our, our entire company without having you know like a huge like devops team which has been amazing. Like we've been super right. happy. And that's, that's, that's sort of yeah. the promise and appeal of S3, right? I, the reason why so many people do it is because yeah, you know, previously great. what you had to do is you would, you know, provision servers and you had to sort of. We, previously you had to build servers and carry sure. them to your colo. <laughs> right. And plug them in. Yeah. So. And, you know. and uh, you had to, I mean, you know, and you, you were sort of like estimating how much traffic you were going to have. And if things spiked, you know, and you weren't prepared, yeah, then that exactly. was a problem. Or you would buy way too many servers and you would have a whole bunch that were just sort of yeah, underutilized. Totally. Whereas whereas Amazon, you can just sort of, you know, expand and shrink as needed. It's, it's totally. Uh, and it's and it's a lot. I mean, we've we've had, I think, since August, like 21 times growth. Right. So right. Um, to be able to handle this amount of growth it's like without amazon would be would be impossible i think right or or this type of a service um and the ironic thing is so it was only the day it was probably like 12 hours before the outage happened or maybe maybe like 24 hours i was having lunch with one of our customers and i was proudly telling him how we had built such a robust system On, that, on Amazon, yeah, and like, right. um, and because you know, we over the past in the ten months of our company, we've only had like one, like one incident that caused data loss, and we're like, like sweet, you know. After that, like we, we built put a few more things in, and I was like, you know, I was like, I think I actually did say something like, as long as Amazon doesn't go down, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be fine. Um, yeah, so that was that was. I mean, I don't know if my my hubris caused the S <laughs> three outage. But, you know, I think we're not alone, obviously. Like, it was, it was, I mean, it was kind of good. Like, no, none of our customers, like, complained that we were, <laughs> that we were having issues because of the, you know. We yeah, I mean, there is, there is that kind of blame. thing, like, yeah. because, because so many things went down, like, you don't blame any one right. company for sort of relying on that. You just kind of be like, okay, I get it. But, yeah. like, it still feels. Yeah. I mean, it it's feels, still, it's a feel what? 
feel risky? I don't know. Yeah, doesn't it? I don't, I don't know. I mean... But what's the alternative? Like, I mean, like, that's that's the thing. I think people... I, I see people kind of saying, like, oh, you know, how can you, you entrust your entire company to, I guess, another company? Is that what the, the question is? <laughs> I, I mean, you're always going to entrust it to some of them. I mean, there's always going to be other players, right? There are always right. other companies in the stack, right? So... Right. I don't know if it, if it's that. I, I think just the question is like, it, it, it's a question of points of failure, right? Sure. And 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 I and I and I feel like I mean I've been in around the valley now for almost twenty years, over twenty years now. <laughs> um, and I remember when we had like you know back at the first startup I was involved with, we had all of our servers in a co-location facility down in San Jose, and that was back when I don't know if you remember, people kept talking about the, the fragility of the internet and the fact that. I think the May West router was sitting in a parking garage in San Jose <laughs> and you know like 50% of the web of of internet traffic went through this kind of one one switch or router I think it was a router and how fragile that made the internet and you know like yeah it was true right <laughs> but it was also okay you know and and you know even though we actually ran our servers back then um you know if if our if our connection went down like that was it, right? Like there were, it was, sure. we were not, we were not multi, we were not, you know, co-located in multiple facilities at that time. Um, and, you know, high availability has been, it's, it's always been an, an issue. You know, you're, you're, you're just trying to make a system that is going to be up as much but as it's, possible. But it, 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 it goes beyond that, right? I mean, so, so I think, so there, there, there are two different issues here, right? There's just sort of the straight uptime issue, which is, which is one thing and things do go down. Yeah. Um, but there's like... There's a separate issue too, which is like just the interconnectedness of all of it, right? You know, the fact that S3 goes down and like, okay, so for you, yeah. you relied on S3, you made that choice, right? We don't yeah. rely on S3, we didn't make that choice. And yet these other services that, that we work with, you know, they're, they're all interconnected and suddenly like all this other stuff goes down that, that you know, we didn't make the choice to use S3. Yes, we didn't make but the choice to use these other providers. It's too big providers. to fail. S3 right. is too it, big it, to it's, fail. Is, that's that's the question: is do have you hit that too big to fail point where it's 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 the same thing that like the two thousand eight you know yeah. financial crisis happened where you have all these <laughs> interconnected pieces and one part fails and starts taking down everything else. Is is that a big concern? Should so, it be? You know, one of the things that um, that uh, Netflix does, which I think is like really interesting, and not enough companies do this, is they systematically purposely cause different portions of their system to fail uh, and just in the ordinary course of business right they, they take things down they run this uh, piece of software called chaos monkey which which introduces chaos in their system and they do that just to see because if you tell engineers to write tests they won't write the kind of tests that actually simulate the chaos that the real world throws at you right but if you actually just randomly take down servers randomly break network linkages and do yeah, things randomly like that, delete um, all the S3 servers from yeah, <laughs> sure you're gonna get you're gonna get a uh, you're really gonna stress test yeah. your your responsiveness and how robust your system is. Um, S3 is like a, a weird animal though in t in terms of so the reason so much of the internet relies on S3 specifically if if it's it's S3 is basically simple storage service, right? And it, sure. it just it just store everyone just uses it to store objects, yeah. and the reason it's a it very is, big file store and yeah. it's awesome. 
and it's very low priced and Amazon has been running it for a long time and there's APIs to S3 from literally every programming language almost and it, it's it's ubiquitous for that reason so you yep. might you might use and, S3 and, even and if to, you're on and, Google Cloud or on Microsoft Azure right. you, you you and so because of that um, I mean wait it, it, what do you mean what do you mean it, by that what do you mean? By what do you mean? I would use S3 if I'm on Google Cloud. You might use S3 for just for object storage, even if you're on Google Cloud. Oh, oh, oh! Not not through Google Cloud. Yeah, like, I mean, you're not, you, you're not saying well, that Google uses S3. No, Google doesn't. Google has their own okay. uh, file storage okay. system. But well, but you, apparently Nest uses S3. But that's yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what was I was thinking of. So you could have compute running in Google Cloud, but storage running sure, on uh, sure, AWS. Sure. And so you, you and but you know, Google Google and Azure both have their both their own. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, competitors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but I mean, there are competitors out there. But but the other thing too is like S three is was also sort of the first of the, these you know really large scale um, yeah. like this, and and so they're sort of they they've definitely become sort of the default, right? It's it's the same thing as like you know, and I saw somebody make a joke about this on Twitter, where it's like you know the old joke used to be nobody got fired for for you know buying IBM. It's yeah. like nobody got fired for you know using S three, right? Right. And, and so and, and I think like multiple startups have, you know on their scalability slide will basically be like you know are you guys scalable it's like we use Amazon right no we're <laughs> it's done. Just like you know like <laughs> checkbox yeah you know. and, but, but and I think that's a fair I mean that's actually that's a fair way to architect you know especially like I mean obviously a lot of people are architecting this way where they're just basically like we address scalability by architecting for kind of cloud services right like Amazon sure or, so one of the so to get to my point though it, the S3 is very robust to sort of external events, right? Like earthquakes and things like that. It's really because it's geographically distributed. Right. And I don't um, have to think about it. Which you is- don't have to think about it. But you really have to – but it is obviously very vulnerable to errors from within the organization, right? Because um, in order to administer S3 internally, Amazon has to make these tools that reach out across their entire infrastructure. And those tools then are the source of – the problems that you see, right? That when when S three goes down, it's because of a problem of one of those tools that's designed specifically to orchestrate all of S three. Now, if you wanted to, there is ways to sort of um, uh, to minimize the impact of even S three going down, right? And 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 S, a lot of people have made these services that are S three API compatible, so you can essentially make if you have software that expects to write into s3 you can instead write into this other these other alternative services mm-hmm. uh, but people typically don't use it because s3 you know ironically is so very robust and most people don't in the ordinary course of business feel the need to do that and there's just there's some very 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 mission critical type things that people do where they will usually have some kind of on-premises kind of object storage and then S3 is the backup to that and then obviously if you have on-premises storage then uh, S3 going down doesn't take down your on-premises right right so, and so so the the situation is basically like you know it's expensive S, though, S, S3 is is fairly reliable for the most part and, and very rarely has any problems and if you really wanted to it's it's entirely possible to build in fail safes or, or you know that where you would sort of switch over to some other system whether it's on-premise or, or even uh, you know another competing cloud service or, or something else but it's you know the 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 risk of downtime or the likelihood of downtime probability mm-hmm. of downtime is so, so low right. and the cost of building up that fail 
safe is so high that it's really it's not, not even, worth it. It's not even that the cost necessarily is that high, but let's let's say that it's 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 medium, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just the cost of building redundancy in. The problem is the S3 downtimes are so rare that the return on investment for that over engineering that you do is, yeah. is very low. So Right. I mean, but you, you'd have to be in a very critical space before that that it, that ROI is, is, or that investment is justified. Right. I mean, like cross cross region. I think S three is a checkbox you can do, but it's more expensive, and people don't do it for some reason. But maybe people are now, right? So, 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 um, sorry. So, what is the cross region S three? So that's I, basically like, you would. So, so if like you know the S three East goes down, it would automatically pop you over to to a different region. Is right. That basically, what, it's, well, it's like replication, right? And that basically got it. would. Got it you know, double or triple, depending, you know, they have so many regions. They have East, they have West, they have California, Oregon, uh, Europe um, for all of this stuff. So you could definitely replicate all of your data, but that, of course, would, you know, increase, multiply your, your S3 cost by exactly that, the number of regions you replicate to, right? So Right. Was um, the was the S3 outage for only a single It was only region? U.S. East. It was right? East. Oh, yeah, okay. U.S. Um, East was the which most which is Which is, you know, unfortunately... When you create an S3 instance, it's the default instance that they, oh. that they choose for you. Um, even though we're on the West Coast, um, I don't know why they default it, but that's it is so what it is. So right? you're using S3 East? Yeah, we were using S3 East. Uh, for one of our applications, we were using S3 West, and that one was fine. Um, but then oh, here's the other thing, though. I think uh, a lot of Amazon services depend on S3. So you know to kind right. of dig, to delve into it like Kinesis and... Um, like Lambda, these are all other other features of Amazon's stack uh, depend upon S3. And as you kind of mentioned in your uh, your intro, like the the status dashboard itself depended on S3 right. as well. Um, so you know. So uh, I'm curious. So so what th- went down was the entire region, or just like an availability zone? Uh, I mean, it, basically, you could not connect to S3. You could not, which means you couldn't even access any assets there. You couldn't. You know, copy anything, read anything, any, anything to, that touched S3, your S3 instances on East were broken, right? So I just explain for, for us, like, so what's the difference between, so I guess at the global level, there's S3. You think of it conceptually as a cloud service, yeah, but it's, it's, it's divided a, by it's regions. cloud service. So it's divided by regions. Server, yeah. But then within regions, you have availability zones. How are they different from regions? What do you mean? How or like, what? What? That's it. It's just a region, right? S three has there's an there's I'm imagine I mean I don't know I'm not I don't know physically how they've architected it, mm-hmm. but there's so I think there's actually within a region there's actually several physical locations sure, probably so so I think I think um, the I mean, way it went down it, I think the way that it went down must have taken everything out of multiple data centers in order for the S three to go right. Down. Well, I it mean, wasn't it maybe? wasn't like a a data center went down right. It was yeah. like they basically you know took everything offline effectively. I think right. And I don't I don't know how many data centers like the S3 East region like actually like physically means. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that we could, I mean, if someone from Amazon wants to chime in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I don't know if yeah, they make and, that information public. And I don't actually care, really. Right. Like, I mean, that's the, the whole point of cloud is that you don't care. You don't even care that there is a data center, yeah. right? I mean, it is you, a little bit just, odd, honestly, that we have to choose between East California, Oregon, Europe. You know, yeah. I, I kind of want to just be like, I want to just put it in S3 and you guys figure out the availability, like all that stuff. Um, yeah. That like, is a little strange. It, I, it, I hadn't. It does feel that. it does feel a little bit like I I don't and and that's I think 
most developers, when you create the S3 bucket, they ask you which region, and you're like, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and there are different, actually, there's different prices per region. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, like the, the S3 East uh, costs different than the Oregon, which costs different than the, than the, than the Europe That's or whatever. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. So. There's actually several. Well, at least there's t- there's at least two. There's, nor- there's east. Northern Virginia, yeah. East Ohio. There's yeah. Oregon, which is U.S. West, Northern California, uh, Canada, EU, Ireland, London, Frankfurt, Singapore, Tokyo. Yeah. So, and every single region has a different price. Huh. Yeah. You, it it stands to reason, right, Mike? Because power will cost less in different places, and real estate will be less, and labor yeah, but will well, be less. I mean, so. but but in terms of like actual benefit to the company, right? I mean, it's going to be effectively identical in most no, of the because in you want, many of those regions, no. right? So like, why because would you, you just go with the cheapest region? No, all the time? Because, well, maybe, because maybe like they want to encourage maybe certain data centers certain, are cheaper mm-hmm. for them to run, and they want to encourage people to put data there. Exactly. Right, so. And if you're not sensitive to the latency to local customers. So, for example, yeah. a data center sure. in, in Switzerland might be very, very expensive sure, sure, to sure. run. I mean, there, so there, there, are, there are cases where, yes, like if you're if you're talking about like streaming video and you want like mm-hmm. low latency or like video games or things like that. I could see that. But I'm talking about for your, like your everyday apps where like but even you know, every an even extra, you know, 10 milliseconds. You would be surprised. right? Yeah. You would be surprised how much effort developers put into just to reduce uh, latency by a little yeah. bit because they feel like it, it improves. But if, if that's the, the case, if you're, but if you're going to, if, if latency is so important to you, then you're going to, you know, do like CDN stuff and, and you're right. going to locate that, cloud that content around that the world, anyway. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, but that's but that's separate from the the no because look CDNs aren't going to do your compute right like if there's something that <laughs> relies true. on your S3 database and not, stuff it's not yeah. but but S three is not the compute either right I yeah. mean that's well, no but we're we're talking about like why they have different prices for different data yeah, centers yeah. and the reason is because let's say you have compute you, if you're sensitive to the compute the latency of the compute right which is outside your CDN. Or delivering assets for some reason, right. yeah. Then, then, or assets, then you want to co-locate it. Now, why would you choose an expensive S3 uh, just because your compute is an expensive region? It's because you want to co-locate your S3 with your compute a lot of times so that your compute isn't sitting there disk-bound, right? So yeah. you, would, you would put your compute and your S3 in the same location. That's why you might pay for the expensive S3. Even I though mean, CDNs are there that are closer. Sure, to sure. The way it looks like it, like U.S. West and Northern California is more expensive than the East regions as well as the U.S. West and Oregon, which which makes sense. Northern California is expensive, right? Um, but people want their data to be in Northern California, I guess, even though we have earthquakes. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure I get that, right? I mean, if, if I'm a California company and it's cheaper, I mean, again, with, if we take away sort of the latency question and maybe... Yeah. Maybe that is the answer. Maybe the latency thing is the answer. Like, well, I, I don't understand why I wouldn't. You know, I mean, there may be why legal reasons why you want it, like Oregon? in the U.S. But like within the U.S., if there's a cheaper region, like oh, there's certainly there's certainly a lot of regulations around uh, government data and stuff like that. So if sure. you're if you're going to do government applications, yeah, in some yeah, cases you actually have to go to a very specific data right, center. But I'm, I'm just talking about your average like Silicon mm-hmm. Valley startup, right? Yep. You know, well, even the average Silicon Valley startup, if you have personally identifiable information that's related to sort of let's say health records right a, a lot of jurisdictions say that those kinds of records cannot travel beyond the national boundaries right right uh, no again i'm saying i'm saying so, within yeah, the yeah, u.s yeah. i'm not the talking US, like i know US, like once yeah. once you get out of the u.s yeah. there's a whole a whole other set of issues yeah. that we don't need to get into but i'm saying within the u.s within the, the regions within the u.s why wouldn't you just 
you know, stick I, stick to the cheapest one. I do. I mean, I think that's <laughs> what most most, yeah. most, people, most people choose do. east because that's the cheapest and that's the default. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally yeah. makes sense. All right, all right, but anyway, so anyway. so so getting we we, we strayed a little bit. So so but getting back to the, sort of the main issue. So yeah, what's your main issue? So so because <laughs> my we're main still issue. Use S, I mean, I, I know I'm not saying yeah. that you shouldn't stop using S3. I'm not saying anyone should stop using S3. I think like yeah. using S3 makes total sense. Or Amazon I, I, as a whole stack. Yeah, yeah, or or the entire stack, or or anyone or else's stack. Google you, Google Cloud. Sure, or whatever, Microsoft yeah. Azure, whatever. Yeah. Any of those cloud platforms, I can see why they make sense, and I understand why companies use them. And I don't think there's any. I don't think that's the problem. What what I'm wondering yeah, about is is at a more fundamental level, if that's a is problem, it, is that, it fragile? I mean, here's the thing: when S3 went down. I read about the outage, but honestly, I didn't feel it. And maybe that's just because our company runs on uh, a lot of Google apps and because of the nature of the business we're in, um, we do drone delivery stuff. We have a lot of stuff that just runs on premises, right? Because you yeah, can't sure. rely on the internet in, in uh, Rwanda and the places where we operate. So sure. we just by the nature, we engineer things so that they work even if the cloud goes out for some reason. So. You know, I don't think it really impacted us, but um, but if you, you were said surfing like, around the internet, you would have noticed, like yeah. medi- like medium. Well, didn't Slack. Work that well. People said Slack the Slack went yeah. down, Slack but Slack did Slack, not work as well. Yeah, it worked though. It didn't work as well, perhaps, but it did work. Yeah. Um, and well, to the extent that like I didn't really notice. Maybe it was a little laggy or something, but I didn't really notice. Maybe there was delays in messages getting to me, and I didn't even realize that people were messaging I mean, if, me. If That's you a possibility. Were, like I mean, for my day, like I was hitting d- various web services that I use, and I, I I was probably I probably ran into these. Sorry, our service is not available right now because of the S three outage. Mm-hmm. Um, like a good half half dozen times. Like a, there were a lot. Websites. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and we definitely we definitely had issues. I mean, one like this podcast we released is a day late because we couldn't we couldn't get it to we could get to you SoundCloud, upload, but we, yeah. we couldn't we couldn't it, it wouldn't process. It would upload, but oh, it wouldn't yeah. process it. And yeah. then uh, and, and we had other issues where the the site was just slow, and we had to kind of go through and figure out like which of these stupid services are are causing the slowdown, and we just All assumed that them. it was it was because of because of S three. But 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 my point here is something is something different, which is uh, I want to take a further step back, and so so if. So if I'm someone who's who wants to cause trouble, say I'm you know uh, 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 you know a, a foreign hacker who wants to take down you know the U.S. internet, right? Like to me now, it's like S3 is a huge target because no, it's like, but I don't think it's vulnerable in the way that you think it is. So in order for someone like that to take S3 down. Ex- the ways that you can do it externally are limited. Well, let, let's say the ways you can do it externally physically are limited because it's so distributed sure. physically. But let's say, um, okay, you, you presuppose they're a hacker. So let, they hack into the uh, Amazon organization and they get the credentials for one of these ops people, right? And now they're going to, uh, using their hacker skills, they're going to use those credentials to, to execute some like nefarious commands, right. say, right? right? I think there's a lot of barriers to that. One is I think they would probably have to be an ex-Amazon employee to even know what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, just getting into a system isn't enough. I mean, it's not like you're just going to be using standard Unix commands on a standard system. You're going to have to log into different systems, have very specific system commands that are very specific to Amazon. I'm not sure if there's like a man file or a help file that tells you exactly how to bring down Amazon, right? <laughs> sure. Like, I, it's so, like RM dash so, R star. Yeah, and 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 don't, anything, don't do that. any malicious thing you do to any given machine that you're logged into 
is not going to have much effect on Amazon. It's really these yeah. things, these cloud commands that you would execute across whole data centers well, that clearly, would do things. So, but, but someone the, was able to do it, right? Right. So yeah, I know, but and, that and was so, somebody so, who knew what they were doing yeah, right, right, and did but, the wrong but, thing. But, 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 but here, yeah, th- th- this is the thing, right? It's, it's vulnerable. And like, go back a few months, right? So like, just like, whatever, a week and a half or two weeks before the election, there was the whole thing where like, there was a, a giant denial of service attack, which, which targeted the DNS system, right? And that yeah. took down a big chunk of the web. So yeah. I'm just saying like, in the last few months, we've seen clear choke points, you know, one within the DNS, one yep. within S3 that are that are vulnerable parts of the internet that could be taken down. Yes. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying that it's, you know, it's possible. And that kind of thing worries me. The fact that we're it's finding I, these choke no, points. I, I, but Mike, Mike, I, the, the way the point I, I tried to make kind of earlier was these choke points have these choke points have always been around. They keep like it's always been this story, right? If, if it sure. wasn't May West, it was, um, you know, whatever, another like vital like con- like connection to the internet like the, the the stories are based are usually written like you know the key to the internet sits in a parking garage somewhere and some, someone <laughs> sure i mean i mean no i don't building, think it's like, but the, the thing is goes down. No, i think you guys are here's the thing I, it's not even a choke point look some services go down the <laughs> internet chugs along email is going fine people are still messaging so yeah. it, do things get a little bit slower yes i mean the thing about the internet being robust is it, it's not robust in the sense that it stays at a hundred percent, you know, real time, you know, one millisecond lag all the time. It's just yeah. that the most functions work most of the time. I mean, and do you remember the days of lag, like lag? <laughs> yeah, and th- that's sure. exactly. You'll have a little deterioration, but things will go on. And to be completely honest, like, but le- but is that does that necessarily need to be the case? Like, yes, all of these examples have sure. been like minor inconveniences, maybe you know, like slightly larger for people who really relied on them. But but like. What I'm worried about is we keep saying like, well, you know, it's no big deal. It was out for a few hours and a couple of these services, you know, but there, there are real choke points and we're seeing them. And if, and I worry that people are just like, well, okay, that sucks. But it's like, okay, a couple hours vacation, you know? Yeah. But it was four hours and it's pretty impressive to think that, you know, this thing that was taken, that took down a lot of services for so, you know, that affected so many things was kind of repaired and, and put to, put back together in four hours. That's a, that's. I cool mean, too. my reaction is like, why did it take? Why does it take four hours yeah, to figure true. out that you I took mean, a we, bunch of machines offline? We, right? we kind of we, when it went down, we we're like, ah, oh, it should be back up in like half an hour. But you know, sure. but you know what? To be to be completely honest, like that's almost like that's definitely not the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario would be a hundred malicious hackers taking things down. But it was but it was hundred like yeah. <laughs> but but it, one, but in in terms of like. Hackers. But but like in terms of how bad things could be in terms of mistakes, I mean, this was a pretty bad mistake, right? Like it, yeah. it was the kind of tools at scale and somebody using that type of a tool and really fucking up. It wasn't a machine that took – it wasn't a command that took down one machine. I mean it had no, a cascade Nor was effect. it like hackers that came in and did it either, right? Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. And so I, I think the way to think about it really is that, you know, People are going to complain, but actually the system was pretty damn robust. I mean, if you want to, if you want to take an analogy, like a big part of the internet went down, of of computing infrastructure went down, and the internet was much more resilient than, say, the banking system was to, uh, you know, collateralized debt obligations. Right? Like those did way more damage like you know what i mean like it's not even close like we're back now you know 48 what is it 36 hours later nobody even like 72 hours later nobody even remembers i mean they remember in the sense oh, that i it's remember like, 
but you know what I mean. <laughs> but it, it, right, it wasn't like years, not, of, yeah, years of repair. Pain, and, exactly. And it's not crazy, even weeks. The crazy it's not thing even is, weeks. it was like a day. The the S three the the service level agreement the SLAs for S three is three nines, right? Um, and like ninety nine point nine percent of time, if 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 Amazon does better than that, they're not going to give you any credit. Um, and they've they've never I don't like. In my in my memory, they have never even come close to that. I think this month they might have to offer like a little bit of something, because four hours is pushing them into sort of like below three nines, right? Right. Um, but but I, I, I so that's impressive. Sure, and and yes, like it's impressive and wonderful, and you can bounce back. And so there is there is some level of resilience there. I I I feel like I feel like we're focusing too much on like well this instance wasn't that bad whereas and and like even if you're using the argument of like 2008 financial crisis all this kind of stuff like there were little shocks before that too like this bank goes out of business or this bank you know has has, has so you're saying over. if someone kicks the plug on amazon for some, and for some reason amazon itself like the whole service goes away like the internet could not recover Right. I think Amazon as a whole, all regions, if they go down, we'd be in some deep shit. That would be a lot of stuff. <laughs> so there yeah, we but, go, right? So I mean, that that's uh, that's part of the point. Like, I'm just I'm I'm trying to I to, don't think to, to to map out the possibilities yes. of these kinds of accidents. And if and, Amazon, if the entire stack goes away, it will be really, really, really hard. Yeah, but here's the thing about uh, Amazon. Like, I think um, it's it would be very difficult. It would be very difficult for somebody with full knowledge at Amazon to try to take down all of Amazon, much less uh, somebody from outside of Amazon that just has access to it, right? Like, I think it, Amazon... And I'm not just talking yeah. about, like, the malicious hacking situation. I, I'm, I, I'm just... Like you're saying, let's say Amazon goes out of business for some reason. Well, I mean... Uh, they're not going to go out of business overnight, and there would be lots exactly. of contingencies and all sorts of things there. I, I'm just bringing up the fact that there are these these choke points and that we should be concerned about them in some way well, i don't know well the I, way I, I think about that mike is if if all the redundancy of amazon has failed then we have way bigger problems than amazon <laughs> like you know what i mean like there's some big catastrophe and the last thing we're worried about is our twitter feed right like it's just something else going on like you know what I mean? Like all these data centers are down. Uh, we have massive penetration of all of Amazon security and malicious hackers in there across regions, uh, network, you know, cable scut. I mean, we're talking about the, all the things necessary to completely take Amazon down. I mean, that's some kind of a foreign invasion or something, right? Like that's not. <laughs> so, I mean, y yeah, we should have some kind of protection against that. But I think that's what the U.S. Army is, right? Like you. You just can't. You, I mean, that's not for you and I to worry about. Like, it's kind of like as a nation state, we do all. We have all these things like the <laughs> like FEMA and the military oh, and stuff. Yeah. Take care of that level. All right. I mean, I keep having these these these. We keep doing these podcasts where I feel frustrated that I'm not. <laughs> you guys are like, ah, no big deal. <laughs> but, but no, I didn't say no big deal. I said. It's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's worth discussing. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people having the same conversation, and I think it's worth sort of, I don't know if the word debunking is too strong, but it's worth having a discussion about it and soberly looking at whether it really is an issue. So, so here's the thing. like, I, 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 I absolutely agree with you guys that, that the likelihood or probability of um, you know, a catastrophe that, that, that is, you know, long-lasting and, and you know, tough to recover from mm -hmm. – 
that's a very low probability event, but it's an it's a non-zero probability event, right? And so my concern is at least thinking through these things and the fact that when you know it's 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 like a you know like a monoculture kind of issue, right? You know when right. you have so many things reliant on on a single factor that can fail even if it's unlikely or rare mm-hmm. or low probability it can fail and and that it still yeah. concerns me and i they're, think that it, it has they're to philosophically be- i completely agree with you i see i see what you're saying now it's kind of like the geo anti-gmo argument sure. which is that in nature there's so many varieties of wheat that any one given variety might be vulnerable to one particular yeah, it's disease. The banana, but, it's the but, banana yeah. problem. Yeah, exactly. But not all the varieties won't have the problems. And the problem with a monoculture of a single crop is that one issue will spread like wildfire and take out all the crops. So I do understand what you're saying there. In other words, if, yeah. we, had, if we had 50 or 60 different cloud service providers in, in place of where Amazon is right now, then any given hacker would only be able to compromise 150th or 160th of the entire uh, sort of data center business. They wouldn't be able to sort of hack into all of these 60 different organizations with different security uh, protocols, etc. Whereas now they just go to the one place, they just they compromise Amazon, and it feels like that's all they need to do. So I, I, I do understand what you're saying there. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, but you know, even if you consider that, um, what is Amazon's market share? It, I mean, if you if you think if you think of Amazon's market share in terms of cloud computing, then it, it seems like it's very very high, right? It, it's, right. It's, but the thing is, See, out of so computing as I, a whole, I googled it. <laughs> I was just doing that too, but you're and, uh, faster than me. Yeah, my my Google says Amazon has a forty five percent share yep. of the public cloud infrastructure market. Wow, I thought it was even more than that. But what I was going to suggest is that most computing is still not in the public cloud. There's a lot of on prem stuff, and a lot of very critical stuff is scattered across many many organizations. And um, it, I think maybe it is worth considering this because in the future, probably all that stuff will migrate to public clouds of various sorts. It, they probably won't all go to Amazon. Some will go to Microsoft, IBM, etc. cetera. But um, uh, it, it, right now, as it stands, I mean, there's still a lot of the workload that's being done within enterprises, right? Uh, and in their own corporate, I don't know if the word data center is too grandiose for the kind of room they just set aside to put some servers in, but let's just call it a corporate data center, right? Like there's these corporate data centers that run jobs and, and banks, for example, do a lot of that still, right? Um, a lot of governments do that. So all of Amazon going down, yes, it's a problem. Is it the critical IT infrastructure of the country? Not yet. Maybe in the future, yes. Certainly, there's a huge data center that's called the GovCloud data center that Amazon is using to target business from governments. And these are supposed to be hardened data centers from both the perspective of physical um, access and physical security, as well as sort of some higher grades of uh of sort of your digital security as well, but but you're right in the sense that those kinds of those gov clouds would would be vulnerable to a hacker if Amazon was compromised, right? Because then it would be kind of sure. although I wonder if they do segment out gov cloud from the rest of the IT administration, it would stand to reason that they might, because otherwise all of their IT um, workforce across all these regions would have to have the same kind of, uh, you know, sort of government scrutiny as the ones who just work on GovCloud. So I actually think, you know, the GovCloud stuff would, uh, unless you compromise GovCloud specifically, you probably compromising Amazon in general doesn't necessarily get you as a hacker into the GovCloud. Yeah, but uh, and again, so, it's it's not just the ha- the hacker issue. And so so I think I think that makes sense. But the, there's 
there's the second level of it too, which is you know. So that's the first level. The second level of it is just the the interconnectedness of the, the instability, web. right? Right. And I th I think you can think about that in this way, right? So. Uh, there's a lot of different. So one of the things that happened, you know, when Amazon went down, is that the Amazon dashboard went down too, right. because it depends on Amazon services. Um, and not only did Amazon dashboard go down, but other people that run these kind of third-party dashboards, like they went down as well. Uh, I can't remember them off the. Dennis, you can probably help me. Or what is? Are they called StatusCheck.io or something like that? But there's like different kind of third-party. Yeah, like you know, I mean, a whole bunch of third-party things. Went yeah. Down. Yeah. And, and so all these things go down. And, and so that from that point of view, the entire it, it feels like if, if, if you're using different Amazon components, even though a lot of your um, infrastructure is still up, none of the system as a whole will work because at least one part of your even if it's a hundredth part of your system, right. it goes down. Right. So that, I think that's what you're referring to. Um, and you can't rely on all your vendors who you rely on anymore because you don't know which of them is now right. sort of depending on Amazon. So I understand what you're saying. Um, so, But the way I guess you can think about that is um, people are making services now in a way where they they don't hard fail anymore, right? It's it's like this when you do like service oriented architectures, like you, you, there's some compute that or some tasks that obviously like hard fail when even a small part of it doesn't work. But like a lot of times people are now making like say you have a web page, right? That has like 50 different things that are going on it. Like maybe you have like a little counter in one place. Maybe you have a bank balance somewhere else. Maybe you have a, a customer profile with a photo in another place. All those different portions of the web page are rendered with data that goes out and calls different services. But if any one of those services fail, the whole website doesn't go down. Just that one particular part of the website won't update or will have a stand-in graphic instead, right? So it things might not hard fail. Things might a lot of services might just gracefully fail. And I, I mean, I I can't say with confidence that like none of our critical systems would fail because it strikes me that like you know this type of architecting of services is is probably rather new and and probably requires a lot of discipline. So unlike you know maybe a few organizations like Netflix do it really well, maybe other organizations don't do it so well. Um, but I I think most websites do have this philosophy when they're building their services simply because even if Amazon as a whole doesn't fail, their different services end up failing for other reasons. I mean, privately within their own enterprise, right? And sure. and if, if they were constantly hard failing because of one service or another was going down, their website as a whole would, would not be robust. And for that reason, they, they generally, most people who do these SOA type of architectures really do make them so that they gracefully uh, coexist when one or more services are down. Now, if 90% of the services go down, probably then you have a problem. But if we're postulating that that the fragility that you're talking about is because of some loose links between vendors, then um, then it's it they won't the hard fails won't necessarily cascade all over, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends, and and I think there are just concerns here that we don't know. And and I'm thinking, you know, this is a, it was a different issue that happened last year. And I don't remember how many months ago, but like six months ago or something, where there was like this dispute over and and I wrote about it and I don't remember all the details so now I'm trying to do it off the top of my head so I'm going to get some some facts wrong so don't don't yell at me for it but but there was this guy who there was a, a sort of like trademark dispute over something and he had um you know written some some basic code that he had it wasn't on GitHub it was um 
something else. Oh, Some, I know what you're talking about. It, it was a, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a Node.js. Yeah, package. it was a Node.js thing. Yeah, it was um, an npm. I can't remember. Yeah, it was N- npm, and, and basically he, it, yeah, he, it was he the, took the, down the, the, the the entire npm infrastructure. What well, no he yeah. he no, didn't no, take no. down the whole npm infrastructure what he did was he he had a whole bunch of code but he shut down his account yeah, and he, within his account which yes. wasn't even the the app that or the code that he was getting shit for um was a code that like a ton of people relied yeah, on for something really yeah. basic or some sort of basic function like aligning yeah. things to the left or something or yeah. something to that, that effect yeah. no, um and 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 then that took down a whole bunch of stuff just because he took down his account and so i'm sort of thinking of that kind of issue because so much stuff relies bro- on so much other stuff and yeah. right and relies on so much other stuff and mm-hmm. and nobody has any you know and and you can say that some of the some of the responsibility there is on the developers to know kind of what it is that they're relying on and and you know whether or not they should right. rely on something like that that could be disappeared yep. but like so what so there's i mean that first it would be unfair to say that 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 package going away made a whole bunch of the web go go away. I think. I think it it cost it caused a lot of problems for a lot, a lot of, of sites. It, 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 it caused some problems, but you know, there there's this concept of vendoring that developers usually use, which is that if you're using somebody else's packages or libraries, you don't serve it from some third party repository. Well, yeah, you, you, yes, you download you, it yourself. Yes, right? like you shouldn't. No, no, you no, shouldn't. But, but people did. No, but M- yeah. npm has encouraged a culture now of. You just grab it from N- NPM. Um, I know, but it's but people who are smart don't do that, right? Like, but, but don't there, know were, there were big, there were there yeah. were plenty of big companies that yeah. did, yeah. right? It's, it's, and it, so, like, you know, I I think even like Netflix had trouble with. I can't, I, I don't remember exactly, but I think like yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, you download a lo- uh, download a local copy, but if you basically tried to like you know clone your project and reinstall it, it didn't work, right? So. And you and you generally don't make an entire copy of the npm repo- like the full repository like it it I, I see what you're saying and yes it's true it didn't you know basically people shouldn't have deployed anything that broke it um, but they should have it, it definitely affected a lot of people right right and so like to me that's that's another example so like I'm I'm seeing all of these patterns of examples of like you know interconnectedness choke points. Points that and it's all convenience, right? It's convenience. Right. Versus, it's all trade-offs. It's convenience, reliability, cost, um, speed. Right? right. And 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 the fact is, Pick like two. each of each of the <laughs> right each of these examples, like were sort of you know caused problems for a few hours and then went away and and we recovered fairly gracefully from them and there were yeah. no serious issues. And that's kind but, of the amazing but, thing, isn't it? Like we, yeah, yes, that, that's that's wonderful. But but is so. that always going to be the case? And I just. Like I worry I that mean, we're always like now we're getting until it's not right. Well, well, that's the thing. So we get into this pattern where we're like, okay, yeah, it sucks for a few hours, and like, well, I guess we're you know not gonna use Slack no, today it, or whatever you know right. for a few hours. But like, but I, isn't that how like everything is? It's like yeah, things break and we fix them. Right, um, but and, but, and but people shouldn't, worry. Shouldn't, oh my god, is it gonna break forever? It's like yeah, it could, but it won't be forever unless it's forever, <laughs> right? But but shouldn't. I don't know. I feel like people should be thinking through this issue at a more fundamental level so that we, we can actually prepare for that before everything yeah. breaks. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's great. Um, and I think that sounds... <laughs> that was so condescending. <laughs> You're like, oh, little Mike, that's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> You're concerned about these things. No, I, and, like, and like Mike Land sounds like an amazing place to come and play. Right? Like, <laughs> um, 
and while you're at it, like check out the the unicorn rides are awesome. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's a little yeah, so it's a little kind of setting, but like I mean it's kind of like it's a, it's a balance, right? Like how how much time should we spend, um, you know, building building full high ability system high high availability redundant systems, um, you know, like yeah, we lost four hours on uh, you know the other day because of the S three thing. Is it going to happen again? Like we we put in something some measures. Like okay, if if S three goes on again, we we now have a thing that we can do to not be affected anymore. Like what should we have? Should we have spent time thinking about a problem that might have happened? Um, where does it end, right? And I think that's the that's like. How do you plan for contingencies if they never happen? Sure, um, and, and it's where always do you spend yeah, your and, time? and each yeah. of these are different problems that that we've discussed, and and right. you don't know ahead of time which ones are right. And and basically, like when a problem happens, you you solve it, and you you try and make sure if it happens again, it doesn't affect you. And that, in general, seems to be like I think a, a more prudent, prudent and cost effective and time effective approach to these types of problems, right? And, 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 and to be totally clear, like from your standpoint, from the standpoint of a developer or a startup or, yeah. or a company, like that makes total sense. And I'm not, I'm not saying otherwise. And I, I right. don't think that the responsibility necessarily should fall on you in any way, shape or form. I'm talking about just but, from a larger the world, you know, <laughs> the world perspective of yeah. if we are having, if we are relying so much on the internet these days, and we are, and that keeps increasing, yeah. shouldn't the system itself yeah, and I, be, be, so, be more prepared for that? And, and I think that's, a, that's okay. So let's talk about it. The system being Amazon, right? Like, so shouldn't Amazon be more, be more, um, you know, resilient or, or durable to this type of an, of an issue? Of course. And, you know this issue. If if you call it, if you, you know they violated their this month's SLA for S three, which is a ten percent credit. Like that's an expensive issue for them. I, I, I'm um, not sure if they actually violated. Unless it's are they ninety nine point nine? Yeah, they're ninety nine point nine percent is oh, is yeah. when their SLA refunds kick in, right? So so they're gonna. It, that's gonna. This is an ex, like a, a monetarily expensive issue for Amazon to handle, and they will. It would be cost effective for them to go through and make sure this doesn't happen again. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's great. Like, that's what it's for. Um, and hopefully a single person making a typo at Amazon won't be able to take down the entire, you know, U.S. East S3 uh, cluster again, ever again. Um, someone <laughs> well, and someone will and it, it, something will happen again, you know, right. um, no doubt. Uh, but I like I'm confident that we, we kind of recover from it. And I think that. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, I think it's, it's, it's totally like a, a balance, right? Like you look at your systems and you try and think uh, like, you look at your overall thing and you're like, okay, well, if that little tiny thing that's really, really fragile breaks, like the entire, entire system is going to fall down and um, it's worth it for me to address it before it ever happens. Cause I think it's reasonable to, under to expect that someone might do that. Right. Okay. Do it. I don't know. There's, there's no hard and fast rule. The other thing, you know, to really think about Maznick about talking about this stuff is that, um, I mean, we all know banks being too big is a huge issue for this economy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's been proven now, right? And how has the government reacted to that? Like, what type of rules that really make the situation better have we seen? And the answer is not many, not any. <laughs> yeah, none. Uh, and, and a lot of really con counterproductive rules, in fact, sure. that make the banks grow even bigger. Um, so uh, the, the problem a lot of times with this is almost like 
this is a really bad situation, but like it's better than the other situations. <laughs> uh, because how would you how would you prevent this? Like this is an emer the, the the growth of very large market players is is an emergent phenomenon that comes from those market players being substantially better than competitors in sure. some way or having a, a a head start in the market. I think I think even with that. If we can say that Amazon is only 45% of the public cloud market, that means there's plenty of competition. There's plenty of diversity. So I, I don't think um, it rises to the level yet where it's kind of like, you know, you would do any of the drastic things that you would need to do to address this in a uh, in a systematic way. We re you would really want to address this in a cultural way and sort sure. of a, in, in having and, and, and programmers and architect that's, things. In a that, that's, that's the point that I'm getting at more. I'm not saying like we need like antitrust to come in and be like, yeah. you know, shrink AWS, you know, or, or something like that. I'm not going anywhere near that because I don't think that's 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 the right solution. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking more culturally that, that and, and again, I mean, I just said like, I understand the decisions that like Dennis, you're making for your company, right. but like you have a whole bunch of these sort of individual decision makers that, you know, as in an aggregate, maybe making decisions that are less safe overall for the internet, and is there a way? And I don't, I don't yeah. know if there's an answer to yeah. to craft a, a, a situation that that is better. And, and you know, maybe, you know, maybe your answer is correct that like Amazon now basically has the the monetary and and you know other incentives, just reputational incentives, yeah. to make sure this kind of thing doesn't happen again. And, and maybe maybe that's how it how it all works out. But but but. And and we're just going to go around in circles if we keep going. Yeah, and so 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 I'm go I'm going to close out this one, but uh, but I am going to say that that I would not be surprised, and I fully expect that yeah. sometime during the rest of 2017 we're going to see another choke point, and there's going to be yeah, another big gonna outage. Someone's going to kick the plug out of um, something. Of something. Yeah. And 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 this discussion is going to keep happening, and so I'm just trying to get people to think about it at least. And I agree with you, and it's been happening forever. It By the way. While you guys were having uh, that longer discussion, I, I looked up the NPM package. It was called LeftPad. Yep. And, and all it did was it made it hard for people to update their programs. So it didn't break any running programs. It broke the development process, I think, for a yeah. lot of developers. And it was okay. 17 but, um, lines of code. 11. Yeah. It was 11 lines of code. But, <laughs> but, um, my yeah, goodness says 17, but okay. maybe there were white space Re lines. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Re apparently React, which is a very popular web framework, used it, uh -huh. and that was how most of the run-on issues were. Right, yeah. a lot of people use React, but um, it broke. But, anyway, yeah, it but I mean, it is. It's just an example of, of things that are sort of threaded throughout and that are, yeah. you know, dependent on other things that people don't even realize that where there's potential problems. And I'm, I'm just concerned about that because thanks for your concern I'm, 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 that's that's <laughs> my job is to be concerned about these things and by so. the way the the package was taken off because of uh, the developer had a trademark dispute yes with, the, with and, kick yeah and then and yeah. then the NPM auth the package maintainers uh, sided with the company and well then and then there was there was a whole dispute then because then he took it down and then NPM actually cloned it and put up so a, it's all the it's all yeah. lawyers fault so. there there was well there was a whole bunch of other stuff related there but, but we are, we are we're already yeah, well, yeah. The we're, lawyer's we're, gonna we're, kick out a plug somewhere <laughs> <laughs> anyways yes the, it's, uh, let's blame the lawyers that's how we conclude yeah. today <laughs> it's, it's always gonna be the lawyer's fault anyways all, all right, right. We're, we're 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 beyond that where we fun. normally go and so this was this was this was a good discussion thanks guys uh, and uh, thanks everyone who's listening and we'll be back <laughs> next week again with something else. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
Double the ticket.